Right, this morning I feel to carry on the series you've been doing on healing. Um, it was just going to be one message, but it's developed into a few more. Anyway, I want to speak this morning on healing, healing and God's word. Healing and God's word. You know, God's word is living. It is a living word. It is a living book. And, you know, God's word is incredibly, incredibly powerful, incredibly powerful. And I want to start off just in a, a verse that, um, that um, Marlon shared at the, at the Sunday school this morning, Hebrews 4 and verse 12. Hebrews 4 and verse 12. And it's speaking there of the word of God and how powerful the word of God is, that it's a, it's, it's a living word, a powerful word. For the word of God is quick. Or in other words, the word of God is quick, it is, it is living, it's living and powerful. And it's sharper than any two-edged sword. And it's, you know, piercing even the dividing asunder of soul and spirit. Piercing or, or, or penetrating, penetrating even to the dividing asunder of soul and of spirit. And of joints and marrow. And is a discerner or a judge of the thoughts and intents or intentions of the heart of the heart. So it's able to judge the thoughts and intentions of our, of our hearts. What's right on the very inside. You know, a surgeon's knife with its sharp pointed blade can penetrate, you know, so, so delicately into human tissue. But the word of God penetrates into another realm and it divides between soul and spirit and the very innermost part of our hearts, of our personality and things within ourselves that we can't even understand about ourselves. You know, the word of God wants to reveal, reveal it to us. It penetrates between joint and marrow. It touches the, the spiritual area of us. And then also it can touch the physical area. If you have a disease of the marrow or a disease of the joints that no human instrument can deal with, you know, the word of God is able to get there. The word of God is able to deal with it. The word of God heals. The word of God penetrates. And the word of God is creative. It is creative. It has creative power. And right from the first chapter of the book of Genesis, you know, Genesis 1-3, and God said, let there be light, and there was light. Let there be light, and there was light. Creative power, creative power. And then in verse 11, it tells us there, and God said, let the earth bring forth grass, the herb yielding seed, and the fruit tree yielding fruit after, its, after his kind, whose seed is in itself upon the earth, and it was so, and it was so. You know, God spoke the word. God, God did not take the seed and start sowing, but he just said, he spoke, let grass come forth. And that word that God spoke, it was creative. And things happened. And when that was spoken, it came forth. 
and seed was already in the grass to enable it to reproduce. Now, when we pick up our swords, when we pick up our Bibles, or our electronic Bibles, it is a, it's, a, it's a book with God in it. It's a book with God in it. It's a book with creative power within it. It has life. It has, imagine that. It, it's a book, but it has life within it. it. It's unlike every other book that's ever been written. It is not only inspired by the Holy Spirit, but it speaks, it's God-breathed. It's a God-indwelt book. In other words, God somehow dwells in his word. The word of God is like its author. It's eternal. It's unchanging. It is living. The word of God, the word of God, it is God-breathed. It has the breath of God upon it. The breath of God upon it. It is creative. Nothing is impossible. Three scriptures from the Psalms. Psalm 107 and verse 20. And it says, He sent his word. He sent his word and healed them. We're looking this morning at healing and the word of God and how they're related. He sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destructions. And, you know, God wants us to have an ear to hear what the Lord is saying. Because when we act on that word, that word, that word that God speaks, that rhema word, you know, anything can happen. Healings happen. Miracles happen. He sent his word and healed them, that verse says. In Psalm 105 and verse 37, and this is talking about when the children of Israel came out of Egypt. He brought them forth also with silver and gold, with silver and gold. And there was not one feeble person among their tribes, not even one, one feeble person among, not even one. And when they came out of Egypt, there were over 600,000 men. So if we add, you know, the wives and children as well, you're probably, probably looking about three million people, three million people. And it says, God blessed them, God blessed them financially. They've been slaves hundreds of years. But yet when they came out, they were incredibly blessed financially with silver and gold, abundantly blessed. But they were blessed also physically. There was not, no one was sick. Imagine that, three million people, and you can't find one sick person. In Psalm 103, Psalm 103, and in verse 3, you know, David is just, he's just, praise is just flowing out of him. He's giving thanks and praise to God. And he's speaking about, you know, the goodness of God, and the overflowing of his heart. And he says, Psalm 103, in verse 3, you're the God who forgives all your iniquities. He heals, he heals all your diseases. He forgives your sins. He heals your diseases. And David says he, heals all, he forgives all your iniquities. 
And then David says, and he heals all your diseases. There are some precious scriptures in the book of Proverbs on healing. And in Proverbs 3, verses 7, book of Proverbs, chapter 3 and verse 7, it tells us there, Be not wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. So that's the conditions. Don't be wise, don't be proud, don't be arrogant. Fear the Lord, have a reverence and a godly respect for the Lord. Depart from evil, depart from sin. God hates sin, we must hate sin. And we must depart from sin. If we hate sin, we will depart from sin. And so note the conditions. There are the conditions. Don't be wise in your own eyes. Don't be proud. Don't be conceited. Don't be arrogant. Have a reverence for the Lord. Have a holy respect for him. And depart from evil. Turn away from evil. That's the conditions. And what's the promise in the next verse? Verse 8. It shall be health to your navel. Or health to your body, health to your body, and marrow, or we could say strength, life, refreshment to your bones. It'll strengthen your bones. It'll give life to your bones. It'll bring refreshment, moisture to your, to your bones. Health, but if we do those things in verse 7, verse 8 says, you shall have health to your body, health to your body, and marrow or strength, strength and life to our bones. In the Amplified Version of verse 8, it says, It shall be health to your nerves and sinews, and marrow and moistening to your bones. You know, when your bones get dry, they get brittle, and they break easily. My mother in New Zealand, she's 101, 101 next month. And just a few days ago, she, she had a fall. And she broke, a, I think it was the, 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 she had a, fe, broke a femur before, and the bone on the, the thing on the right side was, was broken. And uh, anyway, very quickly, she was able to get a operation, and she, she, Got it operated on, had an operation, and and uh, and fixed it up. Otherwise, she wouldn't. You'd have to sit down all the time and, and couldn't get up. But she was able to get that done. But when bones get dry, they get brittle. They break a lot more easier, resulting in you know major problems that many people have. And when that life flow substance is taken out of the marrow of your bones you know, you're not going to be around too much longer. The Living Bible puts that verse in verse 8. It says, Reverence the Lord, reverence the Lord, turn your back on evil, and, and then it says that the promise in verse 8, and you will be given renewed strength and vitality. Renewed strength and vitality. Another scripture in Proverbs, Proverbs 12 and verse 18. Proverbs 12 and 18, it says, The tongue of the wise. You know, there's a relationship between what we speak with our tongue, what we speak with our mouth, and healing. And it says, The tongue of the wise 
is health. The tongue of the wise is health. If you speak the word of God, if you speak positively, if you speak correctly before the Lord, your tongue can speak words that are creative. It can speak words of life, creative words, words of healing, words of health. And it says in verse 18, the tongue of the wise is health or promotes, it promotes health. If we're going to, you know, criticise and murmur and complain and all those things, that will do the opposite. The Amplified Bible says, the tongue of the wise brings healing. The tongue of the wise, it can bring healing, bring healing. And there's a connection, as I said, there's a connection between the tongue and healing. Your tongue can bring healing to you instead of destruction. And that's why we, you know, we, we encourage people to meditate on the word of God. And then when you know, God, God speaks, there's the rhema word, we, we don't just believe it in our heart, but there's also an aspect of speaking it, of confessing it with our mouth. And a wise man, a wise woman, will meditate much on the word of God and will speak the word of God and will say the word of God and will quote the word of God. There's power, there is life in the living word of God. Proverbs 15 and verse 30, it says there, the light of the eyes rejoices the heart and a good report makes the bones fat. A good report makes the bones fat. In the margin of your Bible, it makes your bones healthy, healthy. A good report makes the, makes the bones healthy. In other words, if we have a good report and speak good things, it's going to minister life, it's going to minister health. In the Living Bible, it says good reports give happiness and they give health. And if we will speak the word of God, and you know, refuse to speak, refuse to speak in condemnation, but speak in joy and speak, you know, the promises that God has given us. We will even speak healing to others and nourish our own body, nourish our own bones. In fact, the word of God can be like a, a medicine. And if a medicine is the purpose of a medicine is to the doctors give them, give medicine to try to get to try to get people well, and there's a, there's a there's a wonderful three verse wonderful three or four verses in Proverbs chapter four, and I want to we just we'll turn let's turn to these verses because there's rich truth there Proverbs chapter four and in verse twenty, and it's speaking there and you know David is giving advice to his son and he says my son my son attend to my words alright that's the word of God attend to my words attend to my words incline thine ear unto my sayings let them not depart from thine eyes Keep them in the midst of thine heart. For they, that's the words of God, are life unto those that find them and health to all their flesh. Health to all their flesh. They, God's word, are life to those that find them and health 
to all their flesh. In verse 22, in verse 22, when it says, and health to all their flesh, I looked it up in Strong's, and in Strong's Concordance, one of the, the variations of the meaning is medicine. Medicine to all their flesh. Health to all their stress, stress flesh, and med- or medicine to all their flesh. In other words, you know, health to their, their total physical body. And verse 22, that's an incredible scripture. It's an amazing scripture. The word of God is life to them that find it and health to all their flesh. God's words are life, you know, full life, abundant life, health. And that speaks of healing and health, radiant health. Another word, another, another thing in Strong's, another um, part of the meaning of, of the Hebrew word, radiant health to all their flesh. So that word health, it's the thoughts of not, not just a healing only, but it, it's, you know, it speaks basically of, of living in divine health, living in divine health. And that word health, as I said, medicine. Medicine is another translation. And so here God promises medicine, which brings health to our flesh, health to our flesh. They are life to those that find them, the words of God, the words of God. Now, it doesn't say just reading the Bible only. That's good, but that's not enough. But reading it in such a way as to find out how to receive what God is offering. And there's a meditating on the word of God. And, you know, waiting before the Lord and letting God give us a ream of word to speak to our hearts and receive promises from the Lord. You know, when a doctor gives a person medicine, which is, you know, supposed to make the person well, usually the directions are on the bottle, are on the bottle. And, you know, I was ended up in hospital with my leg in New Zealand last year. And I was given some antibiotics, and I got the bottle, and the instructions were given on the bottle. I think it was two tablets after food, three times a day, and do that for 10 days. After breakfast, I had to take two tablets. After lunch, I had to take two tablets. And at night, after meal at night, I had to take two tablets. And I had to carry that on for two days to try to reduce the swelling. My, one leg was just about twice the size of the other. And this infection, they didn't really get to the bottom of it all. But that was the medicine that was prescribed to me. And so in verse 22, it says, For they are life unto those that find them, and health to all their flesh. Now, that promise in verse 22 There's four conditions to that promise in verses 20 and 21. And we want to look at those four conditions. So there's four conditions, verse 20 and verse 21. And then there's the promise in verse 22. In verse 22. And of those four conditions, what's the first one? The first one is attend to my words. Attend to my words. First part of verse 20. In other words... 
give undivided attention to God's word. Attend, attend to my word. You know, today, in our society today, you know, we, you know, women are especially good at multi multitasking and doing so many things at the same time. But often we, we, you know, have music in the background and and you're carrying on a conversation at the same time, and part of you is listening to the music, and part of you, you know, taking note of the conversation, or children doing homework. And they're doing their homework at, at home, and but kind of watching TV at the same time. And so there's a divided attention. But, you know, Jesus said, he said, take heed what you hear. Take heed what you hear. In other words, listen, not with divided attention, with undivided attention. Listen with both ears. Attend to my words. Attend to my words. Attend to my words. And in Exodus 26, 15, 26. And that is the scripture when the Lord reveals his name, one of his names, one of the redemptive names of God is Jehovah Rapha, which means I am the Lord, your healer. We sing it. In another translation can be, I am the Lord, your doctor. He is the greatest doctor. What God reveals, we thank God for doctors, we thank God for all they're able to do. And they do a great work. But there's certain many things that the doctors have no answer for. But Dr. Jesus, there's no problem which is too great for him. And when he revealed his name as Jehovah Rapha in Exodus 15, verse 26, I am the Lord that heals thee. I am the Lord that heals thee. Or I am the Lord that I am the Lord, your doctor. There were conditions, too, to receiving that, in ver- in, also in verse 26. And one of those conditions in Exodus 15, 26, is to give ear to his commandments. To give ear to his commandments. So, all right, we will do that, which is, and give ear, and give ear to his commandments, right in the middle of that verse. In other words, to give ear to his commandments is basically the saying the same thing as we read in Proverbs 4, verse 20, where it says there, attend to my words. In other words, listening, listening to my, listening with both ears, listening so we can hear God. And out of hearing, faith develops. Faith comes, how does faith come? Faith comes, Romans 10, 17. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by a word from God hearing by a word from God. And so that's why it's important. We need to be daily feeding on the word of God if we want God to speak to us and quicken rhema words to our hearts, speak to us in a personal way. And out of hearing, faith faith grows, faith develops. All right, in verse 20, the second part of verse 20, Proverbs 4, verse 20, it's First, first thing, number one, my son, attend to my words. Number two, incline thine ear unto my sayings. Incline thine ear unto my sayings. If you're wanting to hear somebody, wanting to hear somebody, you incline your ear. Sometimes, you know, someone's prophesying in the back, and I can't quite hear them. I come and I you, you bend down a bit, and you, you bend your ear a bit. So incline your ear, incline your ear speaks of an attitude of, you know, bend over. It's an attitude of humility. It speaks of that attitude. 
of, you know, humbleness, humility. In the Amplified Bible, it, it, it says, consent and submit. Consent and submit to my sayings. In other words, be willing to do whatever God says. You know, some people want God to speak to them, but then then they're not willing to do what he says. And then in verse 21, Proverbs 4:21, let them not depart from thine eyes. Let them not depart from thine eyes. In other words, let the word of God, the words of God, not depart from your eyes. Let them, God's words, God's sayings, let them not depart from your eyes. We have two eyes, but by focusing, we see one image. Two eyes, one image. Now, if there's incorrect focus, then our vision is blurred. Our vision is blurred. And, you know, Jesus said in the Sermon on the Mount, Matthew 6, 22, Jesus spoke about having a single eye, single eye, one eye. God wants us to read the Bible like that, with that single eye of simplicity and sincerity, which says, you know, this is what God says. This is what he means, and I believe it as it is written. Let them not depart from your eyes. Let the word of God, the sayings of God, not depart from your eyes. 21 verse B, second part. And it says, keep them in the midst of thine heart. Keep them in the midst of thine heart. And God is saying, if my medicine and my words and my sayings are going to do, if they're going to do what I've promised they will do, they must get into our heart. They must get into our heart, and we must keep them there. Keep them there, where? In our hearts. In fact, verse 23 says, Keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. We're to keep our heart with all diligence. So, those four conditions, if we will follow them, number one, attend to my words, number two, incline thine ear unto my sayings, Number three, let them not depart from thine eyes. Number four, keep them in the midst of your heart. If we will follow those four conditions, then there is the promise in verse 22. For they, the words of God, are life to those that find them and health, medicine to all their flesh. To all their flesh. From the top of the head, to the tip of our toes. And the average person has something like, I mean, it's it's an absolutely astronomical figure, has 125 trillion cells in in his body. I mean, a trillion is a thousand billion, and a billion is a thousand million. So 125 trillion cells in 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 a person's body, approximately. Now, each one of those cells has the potential to contain, you know, the life, the life of God, the very life of God. There's a pastor I know in New Zealand, and his test, this is a testimony of his son. And his son was called, his name was Rod, and the pastor, a number of years ago, Rod had, had he had terrible eczema. 
and the eczema was all over his face. And, you know, it looked horrible. It, just, it just hardly any nice skin. It was just full of his, all this eczema and, and, and spots and horrible over his face. And terrible itching went with it. And he went to the doctors. And they, they put him on medicine. They put him on drugs. And they put him on this. And they put him on that. Tried this. Tried. Nothing worked. In fact, the whole thing got worse. And his parents were desperate what to do. And so God quickened this verse in Proverbs, these three verses in Proverbs. God quickened those verses to his, his, his parents, to, to his parents. And so what they did is they wrote out various scriptures. They typed out various healing scriptures. I am the Lord, your doctor. I am the Lord who healeth, healeth you. And what many scriptures on healing from the word and they wrote it out and they gave it to their son and they said to the son it says these words are life to those that find them and health or medicine to all of their flesh so they said just in the way that you take medicine and then they told their son to take the medicine three times a day after breakfast after lunch and after dinner. And so he was an obedient child. And after breakfast every morning, then he would, he would speak them out. He didn't just read them. He, 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 he spoke them, read them out, read these scripture verses all about, about healing. And by his stripes we are healed and, and many other verses. And he, and he read them out, a whole list of them. And he did it after breakfast. And he did it after lunch. And he did it after dinner. And that kept on for a number of weeks. And then he was completely healed, completely. There wasn't a trace of, of skin. And his skin was like a baby after that. And was completely, completely healed. But he just literally, he literally did what the scripture said. And, you know, the Lord had quickened it to, to his parents. And, uh, and uh, he was wonderfully, wonderfully healed. You know, our words, our words can bring life. Our words can bring death. That's what it says uh, uh, in Proverbs 16, 24. Pleasant words are as a honeycomb, sweet to the soul and health to the bones. Pleasant words. Watch your words. Be careful what you speak. We must all give an account before the Lord of the words that we speak. Our words are so important. If we keep our words kind, sweet, pleasant, affirming, positive, And pleasant as a honeycomb. You know, pleasant, isn't that? Pleasant words are as a honeycomb. Sweet to the soul, health to the bones. Isn't that a wonderful scripture? Proverbs 16 and verse 24. And that is a, that's a wonderful scripture. And we want to concentrate on it. Speaking kind and gentle words. They will bring life. They'll bring healing. They'll bring health to the bones. As in Proverbs 18, verse 21, it's a scripture we all know well. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. They're in the power of the words that we speak. They that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. And that can work in the negative and the positive. Pastor Bailey told a story, and it was about a guy who went to the doctor, and he said he thought he would have cancer, and he, and he wanted to test it. 
and he didn't have cancer. But he came back again and he spoke, I, 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 I've, I think I've got cancer, I've got cancer. And, he, and a test had came and no, he didn't have it. And he went back again after a month or two and, and a test came and he kept speaking that he had cancer. And then after about three or four tests, they tested him again and he had cancer. He, he actually had it. And then later on he died of that cancer. And death is in the power of the tongue. And that's what happened to that man. And life is also in the power of the tongue. And by the grace of God, we want to speak words of life, words of blessing, words of healing, words of strength, words that are kind, words that are affirming. Life and death are in the tongue. And then it says, Proverbs 15, 4, a wholesome tongue. If we have a wholesome tongue, it's a tree of life. It's a tree of life. And I, I want to encourage you, I want to encourage you that are sick to some of the scriptures. We've looked at many scriptures on healing the last few, few Sundays. And write them out, write them out. Type them out. Have a, have a page. And, and meditate, meditate. Go over in your mind, meditate on healing scriptures. And let the Holy Spirit, you know, quicken them so that faith will grow in your hearts. You know, God, God, healing can happen in many different ways. And, you know, confess what God's word says. And, you know, my prayer is, is may life and healing, may life and healing flow from each of our lips. May life and healing flow from our lips, from our tongues. Now, I'm just going to pray. I just felt each time I, I preach on healing to just pray for those that are sick. So if any would like, feel free to stay where you are. But if, if any of you would like prayer this morning, uh, I invite you to come and we've got to pray. I know we've prayed before, but we'll pray again this morning for those who would like prayer.